To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now with Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 62318. There is no way in hell you could convince me. Buy any of the 108 Atlanta area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome, Cyclone fans, to another edition of the Wide Right Natty Light Podcast. We hope you had a, a Merry Christmas earlier this week, celebrating with uh, family and friends. If you don't celebrate, hope you had a happy Monday as well. Probably got the day off of work. I know I did. I'm off uh, this whole this whole week as well as we get ready for uh, the new year. Uh, this podcast is actually coming live from uh, the spare bedroom in my in-laws' uh, house, so that's that's where we're recording. Levi, <laughs> Levi's not with me though. Levi's Levi's Not still back in town. He's one of those, yeah. <laughs> he's he's one of those uh, that has to work this week. So uh, how, how's the office been so far this week, Levi? Well, the last two days, I have had the entire second floor of our building to myself, just of me, just up on the second floor, hanging out, doing exactly nothing. I, I, I mean, I guess a little bit of work here and there, but mostly just kind of. Not doing anything. It's been a good break. So what percentage? What percentage of that time have you uh, been wearing pants? <laughs> uh, more, a higher percentage than I would have liked, I guess. Depends. <laughs> do you count? Do you count sitting on the toilet as wearing pants? I mean, you're kind of wearing pants, but you're not really wearing. Yeah, pants, but, yeah. You know. Do you do anything so, crazy yeah. like leave the leave the leave the stall door open or or anything like that since no one's there? Mm, no, I didn't because it's just a it's just like a one person bathroom deal. I'm trying to think, I've never really done anything anything truly remarkable. Like, and that's you know I always wonder what you would do if you're the only only one at work. I guess I guess there's still people at your at your work, but uh, you know yeah, like March like Madness sitting there sitting there streaming whatever. I guess. Was there any thought to, to you know, turning your your monitor one way and, and streaming, streaming whatever it is that, that you wanted over there in your your office, your your cubicle, something that you probably shouldn't be viewing at oh, yeah. work? Oh yeah, well I got I got a I got a I have two monitors on my setup, so I had the various bowl games up on on the bigger monitor, and then I had just Twitter and whatever else up on the smaller one. There you go. Well, we're here to uh, to preview the Liberty Bowl. That's uh, just a couple days away. Iowa State football team is down there in Memphis. Uh, they just had one of their first bowl practices uh, today is at the time of uh, recording. They're going to keep practicing throughout the week and do some other bowl festivities uh, before they take on uh, Memphis in Memphis in the Liberty Bowl, uh, Memphis's home stadium. The, the game should be getting close to uh, sellout. You know, Iowa State sold out their allotment of tickets and then some. Memphis obviously did the same, and then there's uh, 
tickets have been hard to come by on, on the secondary market as well. So as you're seeing some of these, some of these bowl games and the, the lack of attendance, uh, namely the uh, pinstripe bowl where Iowa sold just over 1000 tickets, including half to family and friends, uh, that, that, that atmosphere should be a little different on Saturday. You know, a lot of people going down Levi. Oh yeah. No, pretty much, pretty much everybody that I know is going, any, any cyclone fans that I know are going down and I, we have what we we have a good handful of our writers going down too. I know Matt and Jared were going down, and I think Matthias was too. I don't I don't remember everybody that was going, but I think pretty much uh, pretty much everybody I know is headed down there. I went down the last time I was there in, in 2012, and I, w- I wasn't expecting much honestly from the Liberty Bowl. And at that time, the Liberty Bowl was a little it was a notch lower, I think, on the bowl pecking order. It was one of the lower lower tier Big 12, or it might have even been kind of an independent type of bowl game at that time for Iowa State to play a rematch against Tulsa. But the uh, Iowa State fans, they, they showed out for that one. They're, they're showing out again uh, for this one. But Beale, Beale Street was an absolute blast. I I wouldn't recommend going to the uh, streets north or south of Beale Street, but uh, Beale Street itself <laughs> yeah. was pretty good until it got to be about uh, 2 in the morning in the uh, Cardinal and Gold kind of disappeared from Beale Street at that time and for the last two hours mm-hmm. no bar closed it, it, uh, the atmosphere changed quite a bit uh, so <laughs> if you're heading down there uh, just 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 be wary that uh, Iowa State fans won't they won't stay out all night they'll be up most of the night but uh, make sure you're getting home safe uh, to your, your hotel your uh, Airbnb or whatever it is that you're, you're staying in this week so uh, did, did you go down last time Levi? I did I think I I don't know that the weather wasn't all that great last time either, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be all that great this time. Um, but the 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 close proximity uh, makes it a bowl game worthwhile, I think, because there's a lot of Iowa State fans that wouldn't normally be able to get down there uh, with a flight or things like that around Christmas that are going to be able to this year. Yeah, no, it's, that's that was kind of one of the reasons that I'm not going down was partly because, I mean, by the time I had gotten a chance to organize a group or anything like that, I mean, I, I hadn't made hotel reservations ahead of time or anything like that. And hotels were any, – anything reasonable was getting booked up. And so, I mean, anything you could, anything you could actually get a hotel at or get a room at was, you know, 250 300 400 bucks a night. And that's just more than I was willing to spend. I mean, I know it's a bowl experience, but I've already been to the Liberty Bowl, so I already got that experience. Um it's just a, it's more of a, just a money thing than than anything. I didn't didn't see it as being worth like three hundred bucks for just a hotel. Plus, you got to drive down there, all that stuff. So, but I'll uh, certainly be cheering on from the nice, cozy warmth of my living room with my own set. Because I I can I can make a pretty mean rack of ribs. I got my own smoker and everything like that. So, I I'll, I'll be enjoying my own barbecue during the game from the comfort of my living room. So. Pretty good alternative. The Liberty Bowl is certainly something that's on a lot of people's bucket list. I don't, I don't know. It, it was certainly, certainly been on mine for a long time. You hear people all around the country talking about the Liberty Bowl. So that's something you're saying that you, you only want to cross off once and, and not twice, kind of like the uh, seven wonders of the world. This might be the uh, eighth wonder of the world. And you've been there, done that. And I can, I think I was kind of the uh, same way when it comes to the Memphis Liberty Bowl. It was, it was fun once, but. Uh, I was ready to ready to change it up a little bit. 
I will say though, yeah. uh not only the the barbecue being being pretty tasty, but uh the one thing I had there on a, I believe it was a place called Gus's was uh chicken and waffles for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And uh fried fried chicken and waffles, that that's one of the better breakfasts I've I've ever had and it's something that I've kinda carried up here to, to Iowa whenever I have uh maybe some leftover KFC or something, I always try and make some waffles the next morning and have some chicken and waffles. It's it's a it sounds weird but it's it's pretty tasty. I don't know if you were you're able to catch any of that. Yeah, well actually not at and not at the Liberty Bowl, but actually in my travels for work before moving back to Iowa I lived in southern and down by Cincinnati, which is kind of a pseudo part of the south and actually about 30 minutes south of Morgantown out in West Virginia. And uh, so I had a little bit of the, the home cooking out there and chicken, you see chicken and waffles and you see grits, stuff like that. So I actually got hooked on grits, uh, eating that for breakfast and whatever. Put, I, put, I put a little bit of honey in mine if it's breakfast, a little bit of cheese if it's lunch. It's good stuff. One thing I liked about Beale Street was you could, they're not really roadies, but you can just, it's kind of like Las Vegas. You, you take beer in and out of places. Um, you walk down it's the street with beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, I mean, there, there's something liberating about walking down the middle of a street uh, with <laughs> with an open container with and, a beer and not being worried yep. about. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, I, I don't think they would ever do this on Welch, but uh, with the renovations and, and things like that, you, you think. I know they used to kind of do it around Visha time. Uh, Rest in peace, Visha, by the way. Uh, but it, it's something that I <laughs> I wish more more places would do because it, it just I don't know to me it makes makes a little bit of sense. Um, but I guess from the police standpoint, uh, it, it probably isn't hard, something yeah. that they really want it's hard to. to uh, so well, that's the thing with like was, uh, with, with the power and light district though is that they're all kind of self-contained, so it's a little bit easier to police that type of thing. Whereas Welch is literally just a city street that people drive even then people still drive up and down it on on weekends, so it's it's tough. You'd like to see that maybe like something like that could happen, but it's hard. You can't. Yeah, you'd have to basically close an entire street, which a bunch of people live on. Yeah. So I mean, you gotta you gotta open the container. You gotta make sure you got that uh, that brown paper bag covered up because no one no one knows what's inside then if you're if you're doing that. Yeah. Right? I remember the. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, you, you can spot freshmen pretty quick. They're the ones rocking around with backpacks Backpack. and quick trip yep. cups <laughs> filled, <Yep. laughs> filled up. Uh, not that, yeah, if you're not high, that dude, I ever... you are definitely not illegal, not legal to be carrying that shit around. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've never seen so many people try and study in the middle of the night on a you know Friday or Saturday yeah, no night carrying their books up and up and down. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I. Whatever, whatever works. You know, you got to do what you got to do when you're when you're underage in, in Ames, Iowa. So it is a tried uh, true method. So can't really make it too much. To the gridiron now. I, Iowa State uh, finished the year at seven and five. Memphis is coming in uh, with a loss to, to UCF in a pretty exciting game in the uh, AAC conference championship game. Uh, Memphis, you mentioned before we started recording, is still listed as a two and a half point favorite, and you were a little surprised. Why is that? Well, I just think looking at, I mean, you're looking at it, it's an AAC opponent, so it's not it's not a Power Five opponent. It's not. I mean, they're not offensively. They're not any better 
than a team like than a team like Oklahoma State or West Virginia, and defensively they're as bad or worse than West Virginia, um, which is saying something because West Virginia's defense is quite bad. Um, so I, I was just curious to see that because I thought that um, I thought the, I thought Vegas would look at that Kansas State game and kind of write it off a little bit just because of all the penalties that got picked up, and so you could sort of pseudo look at it like a seven and four team. Uh, instead of a seven and five teams, and you know, you see the way that Iowa State is able to shut down the pass, um, and is generally pretty good at containing the run. Um, I, I I just thought it was surprising because I mean it's technically in their home stadium, so maybe that's just a home a home stadium bump that's giving them the favorite right now. But I mean it's not gonna it's not gonna be a home atmosphere. I mean at least half the stadium is gonna be Cyclone fans, so it's not like it's gonna be a home atmosphere. Or anything along those lines. It'll be it'll be an awesome should be an awesome atmosphere from for both sides. It should be a pretty loud game, um, but it's not giving overwhelmingly Memphis slanted crowd or anything. So I'm just I guess I was just surprised that they were that they were named favorites even um, even if they did count as a home thing because I just think uh, Iowa State has proven to be a very good football team capable of shutting down a team like Memphis. Kel Kempt apparently is back to being healthy. He wasn't himself the last month of the season. Uh, Zeb Nolan got a start at Baylor. Uh, Kempt kind of came back, but it was apparently still dinged up. He's apparently at full health now. Uh, I know you're, you're kind of team Zeb uh, for the most part. I'm team Kemp. So is, is this the right call starting Kemp uh, over Zeb in, in your opinion? And uh, what are you, you going to be looking for Kemp to do? Uh, offensively against Memphis. No, I mean I think Kemp is the right call here. It's possibly his last game. It's kind of a storybook season for him. Let him. Uh, he, he's the kind of one that started the whole thing off. So you got to you got to let him finish it out. I have no problem with Kemp starting in this particular bowl game, especially because from a developmental standpoint, you know maybe sure Zeb getting into into this type of game could help. Um, but I think the 15 bowl practices leading up are probably going to be better for his development than playing in one meaningless bowl game. Well, I shouldn't say meaningless. I mean, it's a big deal to Iowa State fans. But in the in the overall perspective of the program, I don't think it's necessarily a huge deal. Um, so developmentally, it's not really that big a deal. So I guess from Kyle Kemp, though, I mean, they're Memphis is. Uh, it's actually a good. It's a good. Kemp is the guy you'd you'd want to have in there because Memphis is a, an aggressive defense. They they apply a lot of pressure. They basically try the only way that they're successful pretty much ever is by forcing turnovers. I mean they 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 force fumbles. They uh, they pick off passes fairly well. Uh, so they're they're good at forcing fum at forcing intercept uh, sorry turnovers. Uh, but that's that's really the only thing that they're good at. That's really the only thing they're good at at all. And that's and they do that through partially but they're applying pressure and forcing early throws well that plays directly into Kyle Kemp's hands because he uh on average he really releases the ball it's what he has one of the fastest average drop back times um of anyone in the country I think it was like it was less than three seconds last time it was like two and a half seconds he was averaging per drop back so it's one two gone for the most part or whatever and that's so that forces Memphis to uh they're gonna they're either gonna get burnt on a lot of blitzes uh, where they're where they're losing coverage, or they're gonna um, they're gonna get hurt. They, uh, they're gonna get hurt in a bunch, a bunch of different ways. Because uh, Kyle Kemp doesn't make mistakes. I mean, he's only got one interception. He doesn't. He just he just does not make mistakes. He's a, he's a smart dude. 
Um, I think they'll see in the scouting report too that uh, as Jay, as Jay Jordan pointed out in his very very good analysis of the Memphis defense that he did over at Cyclone Fanatic, uh, is that Memphis is really good at, at covering horizontal passing. So I'm assuming I, I would guess that the, the, the that Matt Campbell and Tom Manning will have put together a game plan that accounts for that. I mean, they'll still probably use a horizontal game here and there because it does a really good job of, of getting defenders away from the line of scrimmage so Dave Montgomery can do his damage. Um, but Kyle Kemp is smart enough that he certainly has watched the tape and has seen that. Um, so you'll probably see him looking towards Keen Butler and the themes uh, quite a bit, which has been a really uh, a very fruitful route for Iowa State this year. So I, th- I think he can have a pretty good game just because his play style plays – a direct is a very, very good counter uh, to what Memphis, the the little that Memphis does do well on defense. Kemp certainly isn't the uh, the first male to be uh, accused of having a a, a quick release, uh, if you will. But uh, in this case, in, in the football arena, it, it's certainly uh, advantageous and, and keeps everyone happy. Uh, now the other is uh, backfield uh, teammate David Montgomery. Uh, we didn't see much of in the Kansas State game. He played, uh, I believe, the first first drive or second second drive. The the first couple he was out within the first quarter uh, with another injury. He's apparently uh, in his latest interview at 150 percent, which is 50 percent better than 100 percent. So he's going to be he's going to be feeling really good uh for the liberty Crazy, bowl. Yeah. Uh Lord help any team I, that has I'm, to run against, has to play against 150% David <laughs> Montgomery. I always Ooh. I don't know. I'm as as a math guy, I I get a kick out of the the 110% and the 150%. Uh it's it's kind of a I want to say it rubs me the rubs me the wrong way, but it, it's it's right up there with momentum and and the things like years. that. I I understand what yeah. I understand what he was what he was saying, but uh, I mean you, you can't you can't be at 150 percent health. I mean, I don't Dave know. Dave Montgomery like, giving the best giving the best review of his health we've heard in a while, and Austin just sitting there. What the hell, David? <laughs> oh, I mean, if he if, if he if he said he was at 75 percent, I mean, I could that that makes a little a little sense. But I, it, you know, the grand scheme of things, like when you when you're trying to actually say how healthy you are how do you how do you sit there and justify whether you're 69 percent or 75 percent or 81.3 percent like you don't have a freaking dipstick in you that that tells you like a fuel (laughs) gauge that says that you've got this this amount till empty like it i don't i don't know i don't i don't know i don't get it when when coaches you know he's 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 eighty percent, so I mean he'll he'll be running his routes at eighty percent. He usually runs a four four forty, so he'll be running about a five one forty. It just it doesn't make any sense. It's either you're healthy enough to go or, or you or you aren't. Uh, if but only we all I, had dipsticks, so you can tell. Where we're at. <laughs> I I'm I mean the, the technology at some point has got to. Has got to come out with something similar to that. Where I mean, hooking hooking up these these players and uh, you know like pit stops. They come out to the sideline. The coaches can see what what percentage they are. Kind of like when you're uh, you know doing turbo on a video game, NBA Jam or, or something like oh, that. And you, and you the, the, start with the green jam. and you, the stamina. Yep. Keep yeah. They they're gonna have they're gonna have stamina stamina ratings out on these players. Let me tell you soon. what. 
if you come up with some with some dipstick inspired item that you can use to check overall quality of health, I will personally fund that for you. <laughs> well, Kemp's Kemp's would always always be in the red because, like you said, he has quick release, so his stamina is always always pretty low. So, uh, yeah, but yeah. it you'd have to make a bigger gauge for David for this bowl game because you can you can only fit 100% on a gauge. He, I mean his his gauge would well, just be well maybe with that attitude. <laughs> so if the if the gauge is 50% bigger than everyone else's, so you just need a is that, is that, that's, is, your, that's your problem. Yeah, it, but then it's only still 100% full. It's not 150% full. It'd almost be like you'd have to no, have a, no, a, no, the no. same gauge. You just have it. You have it deplete at the same rate as everybody else, but he just has a bigger gauge. See. It's 100% yeah. to 150%. It's simple math, Austin. It's 150% of everyone else's, but he's still at 100% of himself. So no, I digress. 150%. David, David, David Montgomery <laughs> is back. He's he's ready to uh, ready to run against the Memphis defense. Uh, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Um, on on the other side of the ball, though, how how's Iowa State planning on stopping what's a pretty potent Memphis Memphis offense? I think they'll come out with the same game plan they did uh, against West Virginia and against and against uh, Oklahoma State. Now, stylistically, Memphis is kind of a hybrid between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Obviously, not nearly as good as either of those two teams. Well, I mean, they're they're a good offense. I mean, they're probably they're probably top half of the Big Twelve um, against Big Twelve defenses, but they're not anything stylistically. They're not anything that I hasn't seen. It's not like they're face, It's not like they were playing Navy with a triple option or anything like that. I mean, it's a, they're they're a, they're a, for all intents and purposes they're they are a Big Twelve offense. They'll put up some points. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me a ton to see see them hit the thirties, but though I would I would expect them more in like the in the I'll probably expect them in the high twenties. Um, but I don't. So I, I, stylistically, I don't see any any issues where Iowa State's got to change anything up, use any different personnel or whatever. They just got to go out and do their thing. So I think I, I think when Memphis has the ball, I think we'll still be well. I, I'll I will personally still be pretty confident in the defense's ability to to stop them and eventually just shut them down entirely. Memphis can be a little turnover prone at times. Uh, Iowa State has been kind of opportunistic when it comes to them. They haven't. They haven't tallied uh, the world's most turnovers, but they've they've done it at important times. You think back to that Oklahoma game uh, close to the goal line. Uh, you think to the TCU game intercepting it on the goal line uh, once and then getting the, the fumble uh, when TCU is marching down the field in the red zone again. So I think a couple couple big uh, turnovers at opportune times in Iowa State uh, will we'll be right in this thing. That's kind of what, what their, their defense is designed to do is to make – make the other team uh, take their time going on the field. And then the more plays they have, more chances they have to take, uh, that, that eight-man drop is going to end up, the ball should be in, end up in their hands at some point uh, or another. So uh, what's maybe one, one other big key that you're seeing here before we make a prediction? Oh, I think, honestly, if Iowa State just goes out and plays their game, I think they can, I think they can, be a two, they, they can win by multiple touchdowns, I think. Uh, wouldn't hurt at all to uh, to really try to pound that rock, let Dave Montgomery do his thing, because Memphis uh, are not they're not they're not a good 
tackling team. They're 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 actually a very very weak tackling team. Um, they rely on turnovers. Iowa State virtually never turns the ball over. Um, I actually be curious to see what total turnovers since since Kyle Kemp took over because he's got the one interception. Does Zeb have Does Zeb have one? If they don't, Iowa State's turned the ball over like once since, since Oklahoma. So that you know. I, the, Memphis thrives on exactly what Iowa State is very, very, very good at not doing, and in in that battle, Iowa State will will very likely come out on top. Um, so I think you got to give it to David Montgomery, let him do his thing. Um, but I wouldn't surprise, it wouldn't shock me either to see just because it's his last game. I think they'll probably go deep to Allen more than a couple times. Uh, let him let him. Uh, do his thing, let him put up some good highlights, probably moss somebody in the end zone. I think they'll be fun to watch. I, I would I would expect to see a fair amount of big plays because Memphis, Memphis is definitely prone to getting beat from being over-aggressive and giving up a big play. So, Well, the, the good news is that if David Montgomery really is 150%, he hasn't lost a fumble all year, so 150% of zero is still zero. So he, he should be projecting to only lose – zero fumbles in this game. It's the benefit of multiplying by zero, I guess. In fact, no Iowa State player, like you mentioned, has lost a fumble yet uh, this year, and I know I know that we, we've just jinxed it, so uh, if if you have any, any wood there, uh, not to get too personal, but if you have any wood over there over in Cedar Fall or Cedar Rapids, <laughs> go, ahead and, <laughs> go ahead and knock on it because uh, we, we probably just jinxed them. They, they were going to lose like eight fumbles now. It's going to be a Nebraska yeah, game, but right you, you sound <laughs> yeah, pretty like, confident. We're just going to be Nebraska, so. and we're going to spiral downwards. <laughs> we're going to end up with Bo Bowie uh, their coach. Fuck. There, there would certainly be be worse things. Although I think I'd rather have Fo Pelini uh, rather than Bo <laughs> Pelini as coach. That's a that's a pretty good Twitter follow. If uh, those of you listening out there looking for for some entertainment, um, I'm going to. You, you sound pretty confident. I think I can can kind of guess where you're going to go with this, but uh, what's your prediction look like then for Saturday uh, against Memphis? I am going to, I'm going to say 38, 21. I think uh, Memphis may pull out to an early lead, something like West Virginia where they get out to a seven point, 14 point lead or whatever. And then Iowa State's talent, their defense is going to bow up. Um, and then, then the offense can really get, especially if Dave Montgomery can get going early, this offense is going to put up some points. Um, it could be it could be a lot of points. It could be more than thirty eight. But I'll, I'll stick with my thirty eight twenty one. I don't think I think it's I think it's silly that Memphis is is a, is a favorite. I don't see I don't see the path to victory for them. I'm going to stick with my typical palindrome, and uh, I'm going to go with a forty three to thirty four Iowa State. Uh, if for no other reason than. It, it makes a pound jump. That's that's really my only basis for that argument. I I don't know how this will go. You know, with with the layoff, I know Iowa State players are eager to play, um, but bowl games are so so hard to predict. Uh, you can never tell. You know, there's a lot of different motivations in line. You got some of the players looking ahead to uh, professional football. You've got some that are looking ahead to next season. You've got some that are have one foot out the door, whether they're graduating, transferring, or whatever. Uh, it's it's certainly not an easy task to get a team prepared uh, for a bowl game. I think Iowa State and the, the trajectory of their program, though, I think Campbell will have them ready to go. 
Uh, and I think we're going to see some points. I don't I don't know if the, the over in this game is necessarily a sure thing. I know the score I just gave you would indicate that that is, but I know a lot of people have said, you know, oh, Memphis is playing pound the over. But Iowa State's kind of been the opposite. They've been holding teams to well below their season average. So we'll mm-hmm. see what wins out. Um, I think uh, both it's kind of like strength versus weakness and weakness versus strength on both sides of the, the football. So, uh, we'll see ultimately what wins out and whether Iowa State can kind of get that elusive eighth win of the year that it's it's been a while since they've been, been able to uh, get eight in a year. Seven's been kind of the max out uh, here recently in different bowl years and things like that. So any last uh, comments for the good of the cause for our listeners before we uh, sign off and look ahead to another podcast at some other time? Ah, no, no, don't think I have too much. Just make sure uh... – you guys are heading back from Memphis, whether that's uh, after New Year's or whatever that is. Just drive safe, and it's probably the weather's probably going to be shitty. So, and if you're on Beale Street, uh, don't venture too far off Beale Street. Make sure you use Uber or driver. Or, uh, don't don't try and walk to your uh, hotel like uh, my brother tried to do last time he was there. He he, he lived to tell the story about it, but uh, don't don't do that. It's or, not safe. If you do venture off Beale Street, let us know. Send us a DM. Tell us what happened. Yes, yes. If if you live to tell about it, we'd be more than happy to uh, to have you tell tell your story about your, uh, your 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 near death experience. And hopefully, the the title of the blog post in that case is not uh, something like naked and afraid or, or something like that. So. Oh. That would be funny. Oh, if one of you guys ends up naked on someplace other than not Beale Street, or like someplace other than Beale Street, that would be, that's a good story. You should definitely, absolutely send us whatever you have, pictures included. (laughs) So, well, uh, as always, we we appreciate you listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Uh, As a New Year's gift, go ahead and give us a review and a five-star rating. It helps bump us up uh, on the podcast ratings and and get more listeners and grow this thing to what, what we want it to grow to. So uh, enjoy, enjoy the trip. If you're traveling, enjoy watching on Saturday. If you're watching from your couch Uh, and as always go Cyclones. This summer, wherever you're heading in the great outdoors, make your first stop the home Depot for off deep woods or active sweat-proof bug spray. Right now, get any three for just 10 bucks in your backyard or in the woods. If it's long-lasting protection you want or sweat-proof performance you need, when off goes on, bugs go away. Stock up now on off deep woods or active bug spray. Three for just 10 bucks. Only at the Home Depot. More 